Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in and for listening to the IPU podcast. This is Elsa. This is Jessica. And we have a special guest today. Um, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, I'm Monsi. Um, I run a blog called One Girl, One Kitchen. Um, and I'm so excited to be here today. You guys are in for a treat. Episode 008 is coming at you next. So, I mean, backstory, Monsi's like my college best friend. Surprise! Friends. Um, what is it? Best friend is a tear, not a person, of course. Um, but yeah, tell us. I mean, tell us a little bit about you. Period. Yeah. Sure. So, um, oh my goodness, where do I begin? Um, I work in communications. Um, so I have worked for a lot of different companies, and you know, just kind of talking about getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I am kind of that person that I like to try new things. I like to, um, to kind of take new opportunities as they come. Um, I, and I think part of that's because I grew up not moving around too much, but you know, I grew up in Ohio and then we moved to Texas and, um, it was a totally, you know, a different kind of, it was a little bit of a, of a culture shock. So I got used to at like a younger age, um, having to get out of my comfort zone and, uh, and, you know, and figuring out how to kind of continue on and, and go on and, and be comfortable in new places. Yeah. And I mean, so we're kind of like polar opposite when it comes to this because I left my comfort zone, which was home in, at 18. And then I was like, okay, thanks. I'm good now. <laughs> um, and I've always admired that you did go out and you were like, okay, I'm going to do the sandwich or anything for a minute after, after school. Mm-hmm. And then she literally went like coast to coast to coast. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I panic about moving down the street. I panic about moving across the, the same hall. building. Yeah. And she was moving, like, her life, uh, you know, 3,000 miles away. Like, what kind of, how do you have to, like, mo- not motivate yourself, but what made you, how do you get through something like yeah. that? How do you? So, I guess the biggest thing I kind of have to say now that I think about it is, um, so as you know, so I left San Antonio, um, really a couple months after I turned 25, like I turned 25 and went through a really, now it feels kind of basic quarter life crisis. Um, but I was like, I can't stay here. And I'd always wanted to live in a bigger city. New York was like always on my radar and I turned 25 and just kind of decided, like, okay, I'm going to do it now. And so I remember I moved into a new apartment in March, and I only signed a six-month lease. And I decided that if I didn't have a new job in six months, if I hadn't moved, like, I was going to quit, go back home, and just, like, focus on that. Um, got real lucky. And then within a couple months, I had gotten a job in San Francisco, actually. Oh, um, awesome. And so, and I moved. And I would say that at that point staying in San Antonio would have been uncomfortable for me. I wanted it so bad. I wanted to to move so bad. I wanted a new experience um, that had I stayed, it would have been so uncomfortable for me. Um, and so I think that's part of it. You know, I, I'm the first one to say, like, if you want a new experience, if you want to try something new, and if you can go, don't kill yourself trying to get there, but do it. Try it out. I mean, I've lived in now three cities in just six years. So, you know, I only spent a couple of years in San Francisco. 
Then I got an opportunity in New York, and there was no way I was going to let that one go. Right. So I went. Yes, it was cross-country. Yeah, that was a crazy move, but um, it's kind of all adrenaline. Like, it's it's scary. I would say, though, sometimes the moves within cities are more stressful. Because, like, at least when I was moving cross-country, I was selling all my furniture, <laughs> starting so over, new, yeah. just shipping things in boxes, and... Um, Did you, you know, drive from point A to point B? No. So I left, when I left San Antonio, I left my car here. Um, I don't enjoy driving that much. So I really was excited about being in a city that had public transportation. Uh, so that's another thing. I didn't have to worry about getting a car anywhere. Um, you know, and I should say, I recognize that like, it was a privilege for me to be able to do that. I think that, um, you know, I was and am still single and I know with every move that I make that I have friends and family that, you know, I can, I can lean on for support um, because it is, it can be hard to, to be in a new place. And in each city, I at least had some friends or family there, but um, it's rough in your 20s, especially as you get kind of, you're out of college and you realize like making friends is Oh my God, no joke. Like in college, it felt like the easiest thing in the world. And then suddenly, like, no. And it's not even that, like, no one wanted to be my friend. I was suddenly oh. deciding that, like, I don't really want to be everyone's friend. Um, so I would say doing all those moves and, and everything at the same time as, like, figuring out who I was as a person was, um, was really interesting. But I think really important for, like, my personality type and who I am. Yeah. I, there was this one thing that um, our college advisor, like our newspaper advisor used to say a lot that I never really thought about at the time, but now it comes up when I think about, you know, you know, just life in general. And she said something like, do you want to be a little fish in a big pond or a big fish in a little pond uh, and it really kind of depends on what choice you want to make and both of them could be good for you or not and yeah. so I think or you could be ready for different sizes of fishness at right. different parts of your life too. right yeah I think I mean that's absolutely correct because yeah. I was just like if I like originally when I applied for UTSA that was the only school I applied for but I was top 10 so affirmative action would have dictated that I would have gotten in and I would have floundered I would have not done well at all because I would not have found a tribe or like I don't think I would have connected with anyone I was still very much so coming out of my own like little shell from high school where I was not the, I'm 18 year old Jessica and 32 year old Jessica could not be more different like, yeah. <laughs> and so and even like 25 year old Jessica I'm mean, obviously we all changed but it was just kind of like had I done the transition into Austin I don't think I would have been as successful yeah. and I don't think that's saying anything against like the school but within me like I would have no idea what to do with like classrooms that big and like cities that big and busy like I probably would have been broke a lot sooner <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and but you moved, so you did UNT also, right? Yes, I started at the University of North Texas straight out of um, high school, and then I realized that it was the city was not for me. I loved my classes, and my roommate was one of my best friends from high school, Colleen. Um, but right around the time, like towards spring semester after that freshman year, we realized that that was not the environment in which we could kind of flourish. Just coming from San Antonio and having such, what I felt was like a mixed population, 
UNT did not, I, I don't know, it was kind of homogenous to me, I felt like. And if you weren't in a sorority or a fraternity or belonged to a church, there really wasn't that much to do back then in like 2001 yeah. <laughs> when we were there, or at least we didn't do a good job of, of seeking them out, I guess. We did make really, really good friends with the people that were in our dorms, mm-hmm. um, but it just wasn't somewhere where it felt like home. Um, so Colleen came back, she went to UT, and then I came back to Central Texas, or South Texas, I guess, and went to Texas State. So it was kind of one of those things to where... But your your parents, were they in the state at that time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. My parents were still living in San Antonio. Um, they didn't move until after I was back here from Chicago, I think. So they were always a study yeah. Constant, place. For sure. Yeah, constant here in San Antonio. But it was one of those things where I tried it out, and I went away, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? This isn't going to work. So <laughs> I came back. Yeah. I mean, I think being able to do that is super props because, for me, it meant going to visit Monty in these amazing places and just, like, I don't know if we ever did, like, big, big tourist stuff. Like, obviously in San Francisco, we had to go do the, the bridge, but it wasn't like, you know, she was working. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go wander around the mission. Yeah. <laughs> I always loved it when you would come, though, because that's when I would get a chance to, like, go do things. And yeah. you know me. I mean, I would live in these cities, but I'm, I'm still Monty. I was still going to bed early, staying at home, <laughs> being a homebody. Like, it was... Some you know some people were like why are, why are you even living in New York if you're not but like take you, advantage but you knew that city like you like public transit and all mm-hmm. that stuff yeah. she knew it and I was like lost I would have been like a baby deer coming out of the airplane but you learn you yeah do. yeah but just like little things you know like in New York when you go and it's like trash on the sidewalk and you're like what the hell is happening yeah. right and that's after I've been several times like I would have still been like what. And I think that's where it kind of goes back to, like, for me, I'm not that trash on the sidewalk is comfortable for me, <laughs> but, like, that's that's how different I think it was. Like, I just wanted to be there, and I felt really good there. So, you know, I think kind of that uncomfortable feeling became comfortable for mm-hmm. me, and so I... I still, you know, especially in New York, people get real jaded and it, it's hard. Like public transportation, dealing with a lot of stuff, dealing with the cost, it is really hard. But it just made me feel so good to know that I was there. So like, yeah. yes, I was broke most of the time. And the weather could be kind of rough. And we had, you know, other two blizzards when I was there. Um, but it was what I wanted to do. So like internally, it was comfortable mm-hmm. because that's where I knew I needed to be. And because yeah. like I said, had I just stayed here, I would have been really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing I learned about you early on was like, she does not do the heat. Like, <laughs> if you want to see Monty out of her element, it's like put her in 90 degree weather. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm the same way. That's why I don't complain about it ever being too cold. So that way in the summer I can complain about it being hot. Um, yeah. But I just feel like there's, you can put on a thousand layers, but there's only so many layers you can take off in the summer. Yeah. No, I feel you. I don't know. <laughs> I get I get Give pretty me. cranky. Like, in July, August, it's, yes. it's not cute. And then if you try to put makeup on when you're hot, get a winter. Like, don't even look in my direction. It puts me, nothing puts me in a bad mood faster than being hot. I mean, I don't like feeling, like, excessively hot when I sleep, <laughs> but... 
I, I, I almost prefer like the 100 degrees for some reason. I don't know why. No, I think it's no, just no. the sun being out and yeah. like... Sun's out, fun's out. <laughs> More like sun's out, I don't have sads. <laughs> like the first like three months of this year where it was just like gray, gray, gray. I was dying. I was like, why? Like well, that episode of Broad City where she's just like, Ugh. <laughs> you're gonna go get I one of those It's serious. <laughs> I mean, fun fact: in every city you go to, they'll complain about the weather. Yeah. So you know, yes, in Seattle that was a big deal. Um, I really like four seasons, so mm. I'm fine with like the snow and the blizzards because I know that it'll end eventually. Right. Unfortunately, I don't know that this year it will end. I keep hearing that it's still snowing <laughs> in April. Yeah. Um, but I really like that because I'm also the type of person that like I like to like spring clean. I like to reevaluate my life every couple of months, and so in the weather change is like a really good time to do that. Yeah. I'm still, I still have like a first day of school mindset in the fall and I, I she gets organize a lot. Yeah. Get all these really supplies. cool pineapple erasers. <laughs> that is so awesome. I have a question though, because yeah. I know, well, having like being the age that we are now and looking back at how young we actually moved away from our quote unquote homes, would you have done anything differently as far as how you said you were a lot of a big time like homebody mm-hmm. and you like to stay where you were when you were in New York? I was out only in Chicago for a year, but I can tell you most of my time was spent either at my house mm-hmm. or, well not the house, but like at my apartment in Chicago or at work in the suburbs. I didn't venture out as in retrospect I should have or gone to, you know, events here like, yeah. However many events we go to a week, I would have never done that by myself in Chicago. So I don't know if it's like um, like an older Elsa thing to where I feel comfortable going to places or if it's just because I make the time for it and it's not just like work, work, work. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this is going to be so bad because I think I should feel like I should have done more of that. I should have networked more. I should have gone out more. But... I don't feel that way because I made really good friends everywhere I went. Um, and I, I think by the time I got even to San Francisco, the, you know, the first place where I was like away from home, um, I pretty much knew who I was because I had been working for a little over a year by then I was out of school um, I knew, you know, what I needed to do. I, um, I don't even know that like the term self care was a thing then, but oh my God. I knew what I needed. That to was like do. a struggle for us the year we lived together because I was still, I'm very much still the extrovert and you're the introvert. And I would be like, let's go party every night. Cause that's what we were doing <laughs> in college. And Monzi was like, or <laughs> I'm going to go to my PJs and like watch you've got mail and eat this like delicious bowl of food I just made. You'd be like, Okay. And that was a really hard thing for me to do because like now as like 32 year old Jessica knows introverts and extroverts happen and they're great and there's Mm -hmm. good reasons for both and y'all recharge differently and that's it. Yeah. And, but back then I was like, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Don't be right. Like you did, you knew like there was a time, like you had your quota of like being outside and doing the thing. And like as a PR person, or communication mm-hmm. person, you are required to do the on thing yeah. for a lot of that day. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and it's funny because what you just described is still my perfect night. Pajamas, yeah. you've got mail, delicious bowl of food. Um, so I think that I kind of used that as this is who I am. You know, I, um, I don't consider myself a boring person. So like when I was out, I was fun. Yeah. Um, I'm someone who like, I'm going to have game nights. You're going to come over wherever I am. Like I want, I want to be part of a book club. She's going to cook up an amazing spread when you go visit. <laughs> when I cook, I've got this food block. I always have food. Yeah. Like, so I find ways to connect with people. Um, what I would actually say is if I was to go back, I would not worry so much about, um, well actually not worry so much about making friends. I did kind of work myself into a frenzy of like, if you're staying, like you're never going to meet anyone. It's, you're not going to have this big group of friends. And it, cause it took me a little while to really realize the whole like quality over quantity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just realizing like, yeah, it's okay that I just have a couple friends that I, you know, go to happy hour with because I did it every week and it was awesome. You know, and it was, um, I was really lucky in New York, especially that I had my brother and his girlfriend there. So oh, I had family okay. there and, um, the dog, you know, what's her, what's her Molly. name? Molly. Yes. I had a pup over there that I could like go and, and cuddle with. So, um, you know, I think that I would, I would go back and just say to myself, like, it's, this is okay. Don't stress out too much. Cause I, um, I do tend to stress myself out over stuff that I definitely shouldn't have. And, you know, I would go into each new city and each new job and just throw myself into work because I, um, I felt a little bit like a fraud everywhere where, you know, I wanted to be there I mean, and I knew I belonged there, syndrome. but like, yeah, a totally, total imposter syndrome. And so I would go and I'd be like, I need to prove that I'm supposed to be here and not really recognizing that like, you know what? I applied for this job. They chose me. Mm. This is where, like, this is where they want me to be. And this is where I should feel really good. Um, so I think because I would spend months first getting there, just like throwing myself into work, which is fine. I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, but um, I do wish that I had just like kind of given myself the chance to like get to know this, each city a little bit more. Um, one thing I truly regret is not, not, not necessarily not doing the touristy stuff, but there were a lot of spots that I didn't go to because I was like, well, I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah. But then another opportunity would come along or, you know, I'd, I'd find myself needing to move and I'd be like, oh my God, I didn't do I this, didn't... this, and this. Um, so, you know, I think for anyone out there who's like thinking of moving, just when you get there, go, go hard, do it all. It's fun. You know, be a tourist in your city. Don't, don't feel weird about it. I think sometimes in big cities, people feel like it's like lame to go be a tourist, <laughs> but like, no, do it. It's fine. No. I mean, seriously, when I go, I run through shoes because we were going through like three restaurants in the morning, three restaurants in the evening, museum, botanical garden, like... I made reservations and then she would be like, okay, <laughs> you know, and that was fun. It was like, we'd walk around and I'd see a bakery and I'm like, I'm going to go in here. Well, um, and that's awesome because when you end up living somewhere, you know, you, you have your spots. Yeah. So even when I was in some of these really great cities, I was still going to the same spot for coffee. I was going to the same spot for happy hour with my friends. Um, you know, even dinner, when I was like ordering dinner, I was ordering from the same places. So when you would come to visit, like that's when I would have a chance to try out new things too. Yeah. Because after a certain time, it's not that I was like living in New York, cool city in the world. I was just, I, I lived in New York. That's just, that was yeah. my life then. Um, 
so I think that um, like it's that's again why it's kind of important to you know if you if you're somewhere where you really want it to be and you worked hard to get there then then go like actually live it up and that you know that can turn uncomfortable when you get comfortable somewhere and then you're like you know what I need to I need to go deeper into this yeah um that can be uncomfortable but I think it's important for everyone to kind of push out of that I'll need to do that here now that I've moved back. I was going to say, so, like, what are you excited about for here? Or what are you not looking forward to? I think driving is going to suck for you. <laughs> driving already sucks for me. Um, so that is definitely not great. Um, the heat, of course, I'll have to get mm. used to that again. So San Antonio has changed so much since I last lived here. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a totally different city, um, which is... I can't even tell you like how amazing that is because it, I really do feel like I'm moving to a completely new city, even though I lived here for so you a good left chunk in twenty twelve. Yeah, I mean six years. Like mm-hmm. cured wasn't even open. <laughs> that's how I measure the things. The pearl like, was barely a thing yeah. when I left. Like that's that's how I measure things. Like what yeah. restaurants were around when she was here, and every time she'd come back for like my birthday or just to visit, I'd be like, okay, we're gonna go here, here, here. And it was just, like, me trying to prove, like, hey, we're not boring anymore. Yes, <laughs> we're cool. Yeah. But, no, I think um, there's so much for you to see these days, I think. Um, there's always something going on this weekend. Yeah. Or on the weekends. Um, I think a lot of people, like, our age are either moving back or are moving here because of the costs. And it's a really fun place to, like, meet people. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. There's a lot. It's it's great. I'm um. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me too. Thank you. (laughs) I it's great, and I think there's so many just great people here, and that's why you know everything I was just saying about like, uh, not worrying too much, not throwing myself into anything. I think here, you know, I feel like okay, yes, I'm finally becoming an adult, and I do wanna I wanna meet like like minded people and. Um, you know, and kind of, and have a group here, have a family here, um, and it, it feels like this time, and I feel like I said this last time too, (laughs) but I do feel like, okay, this is, I want to be here for a while, and so to do that, you know, it it has to, to make San Antonio feel like home, um, I do need to get out, um, of my comfort zone, and I think, Jessica, you know this, like, for me, yeah, moving across the country was, it's crazy, and it was scary and all, but, like, doing, like, Instagram stories is more uncomfortable for me, because <laughs> I hate the sound of my voice, yeah. which, ironic that I'm over here talking right now, but, like, that is what's scary to me, so, you yeah, that's another thing of, like, comfort zones are so different for people, mm-hmm. and if you stick me on a plane and send me off anywhere, I'll be fine, um, but if you ask me to talk in front of my camera and do something like no oh my god same. but it's also literally same <laughs> i've been under case about doing more stories for this uh-huh. and i haven't done one yet jessica i know i, I got bamboozled yet again i need to do one but it is hard to put your face out there but yeah. my thing like that i think about is there it's gonna be it how do i put this we you know we're both plus size people yeah. and you don't see this every day and I think you do need to see it every day. There needs yeah. to be more acknowledgement to the Ashley Grams of the world. And, like, the non... Like, she's devastatingly beautiful. Uh-huh. Like, other people that are, like, more low-key <laughs> can all 
also be front and center. Yeah. Like, and I think as women, it's just kind of nice to like stop being behind and just go forward. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. And it's like, am I ma- am I wearing makeup that day? How does my hair look? Right. But sometimes it's just gonna be like I'm in bed. You know. Yeah. Here, here's this. Well, and like for me, probably for the first time in my life, it's not even so much like looks related, but um, you know, I'm. I decided I wanted to be a food blogger and I love my blog and I, I, I started it, um, you know, I started actually way back when and then I stopped when I was kind of doing all the moves um, and I started it again because it truly brings me joy and I am a crazy person if I'm not doing that because like I want to be cooking and taking pictures and putting it on the internet for some reason. And, and so we've tried me, the recipes too. They're good. Oh, mm. thank you. Yeah. And um, it's, it's accessible. It's not like crazy 30 ingredient kind of stuff. It's literally like, this is how you feed yourself in yeah. a good way. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it's fun and, um, it's a lot of work, you know, even for just the, my writing style and everything. Like it takes me a long time to feel comfortable with like hitting publish and cooking. And then I, the whole photography setup and everything, it's a lot of work. So I, even though social media makes me pretty uncomfortable, I recognize that I need to do it because like, yes, I want other people to see this, mm-hmm. but I'm comparing myself to these food bloggers who've been doing it since like 2007 <laughs> and before, and you know, social media was a thing and right. they didn't, they weren't competing with all these other people. And I remember one story I did where I like baked cookies one night and I didn't even show my face. I was just like talking through the steps. And I, when I went back and watched it, I just couldn't stand my own voice again. What? And I was just waiting for like 24 hours to pass so that they would go away. Cause that was before highlights. Yeah. Oh. So I didn't have to savor it or anything. And I remember, and so I haven't done it since. And like, that was a while ago. And I just like, every day I'm like, Monsi, just get over yourself. It is I think not that big of a deal, but yeah. it is, it's really uncomfortable for me. It's kind of giving yourself a pep talk right before it. Like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And just doing it. Yeah. I mean, also and went and showed people like downtown San Antonio and just and like, it was here's great. where I get coffee. I, oh, thank you. Yeah. I, um, well, first of all, the Wi-Fi, not the Wi-Fi, but the internet access on my Sprint does not do very well down there. So I was kind of worried about how it was going to come out. Um, but I really feel like you're the perfect example to what I was going to say is how the motivating factor of you stepping outside of your comfort zone has a lot to do with it. So if it's something that's kind of outside of yourself, at least in my experience with the boutique, I've done stuff with the boutique and like making sure that it's up and running and like doing what I need to do in order to get what I need to get done for the business. It's almost like I am doing something bigger than myself and I know that it's for the brand so it's not really for me it's because if I don't do it then nobody else is going to do it I mean all of your essay live appearances like that yeah she's a pro on camera these days but I wouldn't well thank you but (laughs) I didn't one I didn't start out that way (laughs) and two I would have never thought like if you would have told me in a million I would have never said in a million years it's what I would have been doing but the only reason I'm doing it is because I have the brand not to hide behind, but like to represent. And if I don't do it, it's not going to grow. And so that's what kind of propels me to go outside of my comfort zone because I know that if I'm not doing things that scare me, um, like speaking in front of people or presenting to groups or doing a podcast or, you know, up, up uploading photos to social media, then I am not going to grow, so yeah, yeah. my life depends on it. It's a really good point. I think it's a, for anyone kind of looking to step out of their comfort zone or 
or do something. You know, it generally, no one's ever like, hey, I need to step out of a comfort zone and then figures <laughs> out what they want to do. Generally, you have a motivating factor. Yeah, you yeah. have a goal in mind. And um, I think what you just said about like, if you had, you know, if someone had told you a year ago, two years ago, you'd be doing this, you wouldn't, you would have not believed it. But it really is about just taking like that one step. The mm-hmm. first step is generally really small, you know? If you go, like, the moving thing, it's not like I just picked up one day and left. <laughs> I kind of, I made a plan. For me, it was that um, six-month lease thing that really, like, kicked it into high gear. Um, but I've had other times when I was, when I was in New York, actually, and I wanted to stay, and I was kind of, I needed to change jobs, but um, I wasn't able to find something that was right for me then. So I, I moved back. I came back to Texas for a little bit, um, you know, and so it was... Kind of, you you take these little steps and then you reevaluate. Okay, am I still happy? Is this what's right for me? Where do I want to go from here? Because um, I think you always have to remember. Like, for me, sometimes I always have to remember twenty five year old me and how I felt when I realized I was uncomfortable here. I remember, you know, ten year old me who really wanted to live in New York someday. Um, and so, just like figuring out what what is your goal and how can I get there? And I know that's cliche and you can listen to anyone, any like productivity person tell you, just figure out your goal, take one step. But like, yeah, do that. Do that. And then <laughs> listen to those memes on yeah, Instagram. Exactly. And see how you feel. If you feel a little happier than you did before you took that step, then like, yeah, you're on the right track. It's, right. You're doing the right thing. I think you're absolutely right. And I'm excited that you did this with us. I know. I'm so excited for you to listen to it when it comes out and be excited for yourself <laughs> and proud. You're like, yes, I did it. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This was this was really fun. It's it's um it's more fun than you would think to like talk about yourself and talk about your <laughs> journey and stuff. And to really like realize like, oh yeah, I did some cool things. I think you forget that because you get stuck in the day to day like stress and yeah. and um just dealing with your life. So it's good. You gotta recognize your muy muy moment sometimes. There you yes. go. Mm-hmm. That's a good closing point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys, we are back for our weekly fashion fix. Since this episode was all about getting out of your comfort zone, I feel like that is definitely something that I preach to a lot of customers just so they don't stick to the same old, same old and try something new. Um, so one of my favorite personal ways to get out of my comfort zone is to mix patterns and kind of be a little (laughs) funky that way. Um, so I feel like the two most tips that I could give with mixing patterns is to consider two different things. The first you would consider is the color story. So if you're trying to mix like polka dots with plaid or something, make sure that they either have the same like cool base or if it's like a aqua with a coral make sure the other pattern kind of has a similar story so that way they look like they go together obviously and they're not clashing for sure yes and it's definitely just more pleasing to the eye but you still have that funky mix of patterns and you can kind of like pull out a certain color of the pattern to do your accessories with or something like that um second one would be scale so the actual size of the pattern so if you have like a really big or a thicker stripe you can try a smaller plaid or like a smaller grid pattern and that kind of um the fact that they're different scales 
doesn't make it look too monotonous throughout the whole outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal favorite uh, would be stripes and leopard because I feel like leopard is a neutral. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, to add like a pop of color, maybe like a red, a red lip with some stripes and leopard. Yes! <laughs> or like a magenta. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Um, you guys have anything to add about patterns? How do you guys feel about patterns? I don't do it very often, but oh, I'm, I'm still struggling. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I was just telling TJ that I want to go and do it like a capsule wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I've always, I wanted to do that. I, up until like a year ago, wore nothing but black and gray. But you were in the perfect cities for it. I, I was. And I had gotten, it was, it wasn't a capsule wardrobe, but it was like, what I felt comfortable in, so I knew I could just like get up in the morning, put something on, and I'd feel okay. Um, and then last summer, I adopted a tiny white dog that sheds a lot, and so I cannot wear. Shout out black. Leo, <laughs> <laughs> sweet baby Leo. Um, he yeah he he's so tiny. He's like less than ten pounds, but mm-hmm. sheds so much. So I can't actually wear as much black as I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get it into patterns but like it's generally like a pattern dress and then like a solid color sweater on mm-hmm. top or just a pattern top and jeans but it's a colored top yeah now it's, now it's a color top so you're out of your comfort zone yeah. yeah that's awesome i was gonna what else was i gonna say collection oh you know what would look really cute jessica has this really cute kimono and it's like cobalt with orange I really feel like if you haven't already i know for easter one of the holidays you did it with like this little light denim dress. Mm-hmm. You should try it with like a little striped shirt. That would be so fun. It wasn't a denim dress. It was a striped dress. Okay, it's well a, then, you, yeah. see, you read my mind. I already did it. You're mixing patterns <laughs> and you didn't but even know The only reason it. I did that one was because it was different colors but same kind of... When it wasn't different colors. It was different patterns but similar kind of colors. It was blue so and was like a similar blue. color story. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't, you know, egregiously <laughs> painful. <laughs> You were putting fashion fixes to use and you didn't even know it. You're welcome. (laughs) Mm, We're back and we're doing our moon moon moment this week. um, Where we kind of give a shout out to somebody doing something cool or, you know, they celebrated an anniversary or what have you. So Elsa, what you got? Oh, this week, I didn't know I was the first person going. Um, I saw this article on Facebook in the morning when I was checking my uh, social medias. I should probably do that after I get out of the bed because then I'd stay in there for half an hour. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, And I saw this article about this girl who was at a cupcake, cupcake, I don't know, all night I feel like I've been saying that word wrong. It was a cupcake shop and it was in Indiana this she was like a plus size girl and more power to her because the lady that was behind her was super impatient and i had the direct quote the angry lady in the back that was waiting for the girl because she thought she was taking too long which she wasn't um she said she said uh the girl in the front walked to the counter and then the lady, the mean lady in the back, we're going to call her the mean lady. Um, she said, thank God. Now let's hope this fat bee doesn't buy all the cupcakes. Oh, hell no. Well, you know what she did? <laughs> the exact same thing that I would have done just for the spite of it. Yeah. Homegirl is my spirit animal and she was petty AF because 
She went and bought every damn cupcake. I don't think it's petty. If you're going to talk shit and people are going to hear you, then you yeah. got it coming. Yeah. Stop talking shit. That should be a, a campaign. <laughs> and it was on Easter, mind you. So Homegirl spent $54 on cupcakes just to make sure that she taught that lady a lesson. So props to you, girl in Indiana. Thank you for fighting the fight. <laughs> fighting the good cupcake fight. What do you got, Monty? Um, so mine's a little different, and um, <laughs> it's also not just one person, but so I uh, started a new job this week, and something I realized just today, actually, like four days in, so I have an, an interesting name. My name is Monsi, and when you look at it, you don't necessarily know how to pronounce it, but I realized today that every single person that I met that's kind of on my team now pronounced my name correctly. And that has never happened before in new jobs. It's always taken almost like a month for people to remember and to really like take the time to to think about that. So um, that was so huge to me because again, I didn't realize it until today. And and I'm someone, I'm so used to people mispronouncing my name that I sometimes don't realize it. And I have like have a friend be like, why are they calling you Mansi? And I'm like, (laughs) oh, I didn't even realize. Like I'm so used to it. So um, it just, it's, made me feel really good and I think it's a really good it feels like a good step of like people embracing diversity and knowing that like you know there are a lot of different people and um you know accents and and pronunciations are really important and matter and it matters yeah and it makes me feel really good you can say we settled out yeah so um yes that's my moment for this week that's awesome So my moment is for Elsa, because during this recording, she'll have completed three years at I2. Oh. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> at Eye Candy. Hello. We've Yay. been drinking. I've been drinking since I got home. Let's go. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Three oh, years. Thanks, Jen. Can you believe? I know. I'm going to go buy me a cupcake from that little shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much, what does that break down to? Like, how many customers would you say that you've helped? Oh, my God. Thousands? I I just don't know. I I mean, I can tell you my transaction total, but I don't, I can't tell you that. It's tax season, but we don't have to that. (laughs) No, thank you. No. Um... But no, I meant, like, order number. Okay. Yeah, not amount. How much is, okay, so what is that one? It's like, oh, I would have to look it up. I don't. No, you're good. I'm in a... Yeah. But uh, speaking for someone who I think like upped her wardrobe game and like added more color and tried new things and put on the fringe and went off shoulder, I feel like it helped my confidence. And if I'm wearing eye candy, I know that I'm good. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, thank you for opening it. I hope you you are there for more years. You and me both. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, this week, the past couple weeks, I haven't had a chance to like slow down and actually sit and think about it. Um, but three years is crazy. I can't. He's gonna be out of her terrible twos. Oh, was it terrible? No, it wasn't terrible at all. <laughs> I like, no. I big for your three. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Boop. We're back. I don't know if people miss us during these little bling. <laughs> It's five seconds. Literally. I know, right? Not even, it's two. Um, but we're going to talk about have to versus get to. Um, what you got, Elsa? Um, my have to versus get to, because we're recording this a little bit early, so that way we have a couple weeks off because of fiesta. Um, my have to is to kind of find some kind of organizational system that 
works better than a bunch of sticky notes because right now I am drowning in sticky notes. Um, so I just really need to hone in on my life in that aspect. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like it's an organized chaos. I will say that. And I feel like I thrive under pressure, but I feel like I also need to get this under control. Like set yourself up for success. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm having a Q2 planning session. We're already in Q2, but I'm going to plan the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, we're actually, um, I guess this will air when we'll be done with our move. So, Oh, that's, that's the rest of it. Just kind of finishing up my apartment and trying to blend both of our styles. And then we get to have this cute little apartment together and like have adventures. It's going to be fun. Yay. It's, you know, building like, memories. Yes. And like, we're not in the same room anymore. TJ is technically in the apartment when we record this right now, but he's not in the same room. And it's just like, it's wild. Um, well, yeah, I'm excited for that. So just kind of setting yourself up. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? Um, sure. So I have to, tomorrow after work, fight traffic and drive back to Austin because I'm kind of splitting my time for a little bit. Um, but I have to go to start packing because I get to go to Italy with my mom soon. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I, I didn't know that. That's so exciting. Yeah. So I might actually be in Italy when this airs. I'm not entirely sure. But, um, <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Um, <laughs> so my mom and I have been trying to plan this, like, mother-daughter trip um, since I graduated high school. That was, like, when we wanted to go, and then that didn't work out. And then we tried when I graduated high or college because um, my mom really wanted it to be, like, a big deal type of trip. Um, it didn't work out. We had all these things. We had it planned for last fall and then we had to cancel. So we're finally going. Um, and I could not be more excited, but I haven't planned at all. So, um, I have to pack and she's also made it my job to like decide what all we're going to see, where we're going to go, where we're going to eat. Oh my God. So I've got some, yeah, I shouldn't act like I have to like, Oh my God, I have to go do this. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. That'll be great. Where, what part of Italy are you going? We are doing Rome, Florence, and Venice. Yes, I love it. So just a couple days in each. So figuring out, like, okay, what kind of big, quote-unquote, touristy thing do we need to do? And then my mom and I are both, like, we just want to wander around, find every cafe, eat all the food. Eat all the gelato. Eat all the gelato. Yeah. I kind of want to watch... Um, Eat, love, pray. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> Obviously, I did not read the book. Um, I kind of like watch that. Watch anything that has like Italy to do for the next week and research a little. It's so crazy how each of the cities have a different personality to them. Almost mm-hmm. like Dallas, Austin, <laughs> San Antonio type deal. But you know, on a much larger, more fabulous scale. <laughs> yeah. I think... Um, Ugly Delicious had an Italy like moment. I think it was a smaller city, but mm-hmm. I mean everything's so close together there. You could probably hop on a train and do yeah. it on your way to another place. So yeah. that'll be fun. So fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you had a good time. Thank you, Monzi. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You can't see my namaste hands, but I'm doing them. (laughs) The little... Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited that you're back in town. Me too. Yeah. And now she gets to discover all of this new stuff that's out of her comfort zone. So just remember, you guys, go out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Through Podcast. 
Follow us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. And as always, own your... Oy moon moment. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.